Well, what a night inside the Scotiabank Saddledome as we welcome you to the Flames post-game show brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. Brendan Parker alongside Ryan Dietrich. And, uh, boy, there was a lot of hype leading into the fourth and final edition of the Battle of Alberta in this regular season. That's a important note that it's the regular <laughs> yeah. season. Um, boy, did it deliver. I mean, Milan Lucic said this morning that uh, there is a point to, to serve when it comes to a regular season matchup. What, uh, what point did they deliver here tonight? Well, we were hyping this game up for the past few days, and rightfully so, but uh, rare to have one exceed the expectations, especially when you set them so high. But uh, it's coming to a night. I'm not sure any of us really expected that. Uh, but thank goodness we so. did, because that was super entertaining. And you yeah. know what? As back and forth and as crazy as it was at times, it still featured some of those classic Flames hallmarks, which was outshooting the Oilers 16-4 in the third period. That yeah. game was still up for grabs, but they put their foot down and took control when they needed to. What was the final in this? <laughs> again, again, we went over this last show. Check that, actually. 9-5 <laughs> uh, is the final. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it... 6-5 after, you know, 40 minutes. And you yeah. talk about a team that, you know, you talk uh, power plays, you know, that's a key focus, especially against this group. Sure. Um, goals against, that's where, you, you know, you're looking at. You, you give up three uh, on the on the man advantage to Edmonton, and yet you still come out with a, with a lead heading into the third period and then kind of step on the gas. Well, and this is one of those situations where we've seen the Flames win a number of different ways this season. Um, we're not entirely sure what Daryl Sutter is going to think of this one. Hopefully we'll see him at the podium to get his thoughts because that's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. But it shows you can play this way too. You've got some top players that are playing at an absolute elite level right now. No kidding. Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Elias Lindholm, that top line is unstoppable. And uh, on a night like this, it, it's not just them. There are a lot of players. You look up and down that score sheet, everybody had a piece of it in one way or, or another. So, uh, yeah, it's one of those you can really celebrate because everybody had a part of it. Well, the highlight pack is, uh, I believe, 30 minutes long. It is the duration of the postgame show. <laughs> so we have to get started on that before we even hear from uh, head coach Daryl Sutter and the rest of the uh, Calgary Flames players. But uh, here is a look at how it all went down tonight at the Scotiabank Saddledome on Hockey Night in Canada. It starts early, less than a minute in to this hockey game, and Edmonton is uh, on the board first. Eric Broussard with a little redirect in front of the blue paint. Yeah, second game as an Oiler. Nice little tip there. Seems to be fitting in quite well with that team, so uh, yeah, good addition. It would be responded to, though. That would be the theme in this hockey game. Uh, nice, beautiful setup there by Matthew Gachuk to send in Elias Lindholm, who buries his 33rd of the season. And speaking of themes, this is something we're going to see throughout this highlight pack. You saw Darnell Nurse and Cody Ceci kind of step up at the line. You want, it to, you want to keep a tight gap in situations like that, but you can exploit it. You see their speed through the middle, a nice little chip pass. That's how you open them up. Underneath the arm of Miko Koskinen. 1-1 hockey game, and uh, it would continue from there. Now in the uh, final six minutes of that first period, um, look at the step up here. He starts it. it with the, uh, the it. rush and then uh, finishes it and uh, gets a little help, a little fortuitous bounce, <laughs> but uh, in the right position at the right time was Chris Tannen. Absolutely. You know, we talked about this last night, not 24 hours ago on the post-game show. Uh, the defenseman, they've got the green light to go right now. You saw Chris Tannen makes the outlet passes then is right up in the play. This is a line that uh, I know we've talked about it, but I thought was just tremendous throughout the entire night. And uh, Tyler Toffoli, Michael Backlund, Andrew Mangiapane, no look backhand feed from Mange from behind the net and sets up Michael Backlund for his 11th of the season. There. We saw that a couple of times tonight too. It's really fascinating to watch Andrew Mangiapane work the boards. He's so good in tight spaces, not just winning these puck battles, but finding his teammates in open ice like that. It's a really impressive skill, and it really rounds out what is a pretty gritty and high-scoring line for them. One of a couple of two-goal leads for this Calgary Flames team throughout the course of this game, but uh, it didn't stay 
uh, this time around or the next time. Leon Dreisaitl scores in the final minute of that first period, comes with about 58 seconds left, 45th of the season. And then a power play to begin the second period. Finished with the, uh, at the end, a late goal in the final minute, and then one again in the early minute here of the second. Similar to Elias Lindholm's power play goal last night, that little bumper position play, very difficult to defend, and when you have an elite goal scorer like Dreisel, even more so. Speaking of difficult to defend, Johnny Gaudreau had it on a string once again oh. here tonight, and uh, here's a perfect example. He gets everybody scrambling around in the defensive zone and then finds Oliver Shillington up in the rush. You were joking about the goals. We can make a highlight pack that just shows Johnny Gaudreau being a wizard with the puck tonight. So the five assists are going to stand out, uh, but it's plays like that and just maintaining offensive zone pressure that really kind of set the table for the team. No question about it, and uh, it would continue, and uh, but not first without uh, a little bit. <laughs> of a response and that one is another power play marker and it comes from Ryan Nugent Hopkins and uh, that would tie the game up one more time. So there we are, 4-4 and Johnny Gaudreau goes right back to work. What did you make of uh, this offensive sequence here? The patience there by Matthew Gachuk to finish it. Just softly slides it through there. You love that, a little move to the outside, opens up Miko Koskinen and as we're going to see on the next clip here, Matthew Gachuk's got rental property 5-hole right now. Yeah, he sure does and uh, this is the first of uh, two of them. They came in Quick succession, less than two minutes apart. That was the first one. It would end Miko Koskinen tonight, so that would be the end of his. And very similar looking goal, except for this time he loses it temporarily. Hannafin gets it back to him, but Johnny finds Matthew, and that's the uh, first real test Mike Smith saw. Yeah, I like that little stare down too. We were talking about it in real time, uh, but you love to see that. A little bit of emotion, a little bit of fire in the Battle of Alberta. Nothing better than that. Just welcome him into the hockey game, and uh, that finds the five hole, as you mentioned, two straight for Matthew Chuck, 32nd of the season. 6-4 at that point, if you can keep up. <laughs> can you keep up? Because uh, it's not over yet. 6-5, this would be where we finish through 40 minutes. Dreisaitl's got the hat trick. He's tied for the league lead in goals with 47. And we're only through 40 minutes. <laughs> so on we go into the third period into Elias Lindholm. This is a uh, thing of beauty. This was oh. assist number five for uh, Johnny Gaudreau. Nice finish. Okay, so we didn't need to hang on to every puck, but you like the little peek over the shoulder there. Another yeah. sort of example of the patience he has. He knows that Elias Lindholm has that. I mean, every time we watch it, we talk about how lethal that release is, but it is something to watch. You know, one of these guys who, uh, I, I mean, when your top line puts up, I think, 11 points between the three of them, Michael Backlund's night somewhat goes quietly, I suppose, but, man, yeah. he had himself a night tonight, and uh, that line was tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. They were, you know, a tougher matchup, too, on nights, you know, depending on what team they're facing, where they are, home and road, but Michael Backlund has really found a fit with these guys, and it's good to see. So that right there is his 12th second of the game, and uh, he'd pick up another helper right here because he helps set up Dylan Dubé in front, and Batman uh, goes hard to the slot area. Puck is free, and uh, Dubé is uh, on a nice little stretch here himself, his ninth of the season. Yeah, probably symbolic, right? Michael Backlund needed to, you know, admittedly turn his game around a little bit. Dylan Dubé, too, but together, they've kind of found some nice chemistry here, and it's you love the passion. I love that there. I mean, what a night here. We, we talked about the atmosphere coming into this game, the pregame, so you could hear both fans. And when we talk about atmosphere, and I'll, I'll get the guys to cue this up because so that's a 9-5 goal at that time, obviously. Then as the period starts to wear on, the chants start to work up, and I know that you'll stuff. be able to pick this up. It, it, a pretty cool moment inside the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. See if you can hear what the uh, Flames fans were chanting.
So, I mean, it's pretty distinct there, but uh, if you couldn't make it out, it was uh, We Want 10, and it uh, played probably about the final five, you know, five minutes or so left yeah. in that third period. Pretty it's cool. Good. It's good. You know, and it feels like it's playoff time, late yeah. March, right? We're driving to the rink. You see more, you know, obviously the nice weather helps, but people are walking around. The jerseys, uh, they're all out in full force. The restaurants and bars are starting to look packed. We feel it driving yeah. to the rink. You can only imagine what the players are uh, sensing outside and inside the dome here. Yeah, no doubt. And we're, we're getting to that point for sure. Final 15 games of the season here coming up. All right, let's, yeah. uh, without further ado, head to uh, the post-game press conference room and let's listen in on some uh, thoughts from the head coach, Daryl Sutter, now. The way the game has evolved, um, were you surprised to see such a high-scoring game? No. We scored in the first minute, so it was probably going to be. How would you describe a game like that or assess it, Daryl? Uh, well, they were 5-0 on power plays before we had one against, and they scored three, so that means we were going to have to score more. So basically you just keep saying score 0-0. Zero, zero. Right, play your game, stick to the game plan, and we did. I mean, other than getting beat two-on-two on, two on a simple read, uh, we were better than them, that's for sure. On a game when you have nine, I believe it was nine goals all at five on five, is that you know a game where you're having really good puck luck or guys are starting to bear down on their chances the way that you've been kind of saying they need to? Uh, I still think the big line was the difference that got us ahead always, or got the big goal always, even when they score in the first shift. Pretty easy for the experts to say, well, what happened, right? But who scored the next goal was Lindy's line, right? So they had a big night. And they've been good 5-5 five and five all year. You look at their, you know, there is something to be said about difference between goals for and goals against when you're on the ice. So those guys are on a pace for pretty... As a line, I don't know if anybody would ever have done that. So. Did you think your team was doing anything egregious in really in the second period because it felt like the clause Yeah, it didn't feel like that to me. Oh. You talk about the play, the save that Markstrom made. It was six-five game early yep. in the third. I told Marky after, you know, that's the difference. There's lots of goalies where where the coach is going to yank them or or where the goalie doesn't play very good after that. Right, so the difference in a lot of teams are big saves and bad goals. You talked about the fans in this building before, Daryl. Do you allow yourself to hear the atmosphere and what they're saying? It got really loud in the end of the. Well, third. I was used to having just over twenty thousand in here. It sound like that tonight. Yeah, it was awesome. Only thing I didn't like was all them black hats that got through on the ice. It must have been a giveaway where it Leduc or something. <laughs> Do you allow yourself to um, even enjoy a little bit watching the creativity that we see from Johnny Gaudreau almost on a nightly basis? It seems he always wants up the previous performance. Got to win. Yeah. You were probably saying that same thing about two or three years ago. But you got to win. Plays a complete game. I mean, it's not about goals and assists always. I got asked that the other day about a player who wasn't playing about his offense. Well, it's about the, not just always about goals and assists. You've got to play the whole game. He's our best checker. 
Yeah. I've said that lots. He's our best checker. So that's feeding, that's feeding that part of his game. Well, you've got to have the puck to score. Right? It's pretty hard to, if you don't have the puck. It's not that hard to figure out. I mean, if we'd have lost 9-5 tonight, then I know what the question would have been. And it, that could have been, right? Does this game bring back memories of some of the games you paid attention to or were a part of or, you know, watched back in the day? Meaning? Meaning a lot of people are talking and imagining you guys playing each other in the playoffs. Well, I would think that both of us would have to get there for that to happen. Did it feel like a game right out of the 80s? Pardon? Did it feel like a game from the 80s? No, nah, there would have been fights and a lot more hits. That's true. For sure. Just one more question about um, Matthew's game. Uh, well, that entire top line that you had yeah. mentioned before, um, what about that line was so special tonight? Oh, they had the puck a lot. They weren't in their in the D zone very much, and that's kind of what we work around is possession, ozone time, and shot volume. So they were pretty good at that. Okay. okay. See ya. All right, there are uh, some great thoughts from uh, head coach Daryl Sutter, but uh, one of the things he alluded to was uh, the stop, specifically Jacob Markstrom made, but here's a sequence of a number of them, a couple of them early in this hockey game. Uh, some some nice ones in tight, obviously at different situations in this game, but there's one, yeah, this one was on Broussard, obviously, you know, important moments, but there's one that in particular stands out, and it comes where, you know, at that game, that point in the game where it's either a tie game or it's, uh, you know, potentially add to your lead, and um, you know, here's the opportunity right here. Unreal save. I yeah. mean, those are the game changers. You talked about some of the the big stops he made throughout the night, but again, this is at a point in the game where you know it's very much up for grabs, and you know this can't have been an easy night for a goaltender too, when things are a little bit loose defensively, and you face as many you know penalty kills as they had to. Edmonton scores three on the power play. That's a tough situation, but. Five on five, the chances that Edmonton had were glorious. Some of them go in, vice versa for the Flames. But what you needed, both sides needed, was that big save that can really turn the tide. And we saw it there. Not only does it come up with a stop, but seconds later, the Flames go back, score what we said at the time was going to be a pivotal goal. It was curtains at that point. Yeah, and, and you know, Daryl pointed out, we talked about it right here, the turning point in that hockey game, 6-6 yeah. six, six would have been the score if Kane buries that one. And instead, they come back, and I think it's 25 seconds later, that's a Lindholm that makes it 7-5 and ends up uh, being yeah. the difference in this hockey game as an insurance marker. All right, let's go uh, back inside uh, the press conference room, receive a little bit more feedback from uh, a couple of players. We've got uh, Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, two guys who combined for nine points total here tonight. <laughs> we don't even know what to say. Know. How do you guys describe coming yeah. off of a game like that? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean... Uh, I've been here for a long time, and uh, I think this is the most competitive, you know, battle Alberta's been since I've been here. So <clears throat> we were excited to, to get going tonight, and obviously it was a, kind of a crazy game, you know, back and forth, power plays. Um, but it was nice to see a lot of guys get rewarded tonight. A lot of guys scored. Uh, 
you know, Marky stuck with it um, with all the power plays they got and scored. You know, he stuck with it and made some big saves towards the end there. So it was just a really good group effort, I think. Matthew, how would you describe what we just witnessed? Yeah, I thought that, um, no, I thought that probably the turning point in the game or uh, the biggest play in the game was Marky's save. And then, you know, we got the seventh goal right after that. And I thought that, uh, like he said, um, you know, a lot, lots of guys got rewarded tonight, but I think that play um, probably should go down as the the winning play for us or whatever, because that was uh, obviously a, a great play by a great player. And uh, yeah, we needed that. What did you guys think of the crowd tonight? It was the first time it was a sold out building since like the 2020 March. Yeah, years. yeah, it was great. Uh, lots of, um, could hear the Calgary fans more than the Edmonton fans tonight. I know sometimes when they come in, they get the Oilers chance going early, but um, and they did tonight when they made it one nothing. But um, they were great and um, energetic all the way to the last last second. Um, you know, pretty cool. And you got a standing ovation with you know a minute or two to play, whatever it was. So it was uh, really cool. Did you hear them saying we want ten? Like, can you make out what they're saying when oh, you're done? I, I I couldn't hear. We won a ten, but I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't hear what they were saying. Is there ever? Um, this is cliche to ask, but do you ever, do you feel like you're almost in a zone right now when you've got the puck on your stick lately? The way things are going. I mean, you go through ups and downs throughout the year. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, tonight we had a lot of chances, and you know they went in for us tonight. And, you know, sometimes you play against a good goaltender, and they don't come in for you. So, uh, but I think our line, you know. Kind of got separated there for a little, but um, you know, kind of got back on track there uh, in Arizona, and then had a big game tonight. This game, um, and you know, you you've always been businesslike about the Battle of Alberta this year, but do you let yourself now that the season series is done? Do you let yourself like revel in the fact that it was such a one-sided Battle of Alberta win, or does that mean anything to you? I just I look at it as we won the game and move on. You know, we have a, <clears throat> a really tough week coming up here. We've got Colorado, St. Louis, and L.A. And it's, obviously it's a big win tonight. We're excited about it, but, you know, we got to put it behind us. And um, like I said, I mean, we have a huge week this week uh, playing against three really good teams coming up here. So, um, you know, we'll, we're excited tonight, but, you know, we have a day off tomorrow and then <clears throat> Monday come back to work and get ready for Colorado. It was nice to see Mike Smith again. Yeah, old old teammates, and uh, yeah, nice to put a couple in there. But um, just battling right to the end. I'm sure, uh, you know, nobody on their team was really happy towards the end. Now that they're trying to start stuff, but just you know, a little frustration from their group. But um, and I'd be pretty frustrated too. It feels like something out of your dad's era. Um, do you recall being part of such a kind of wild game or you know before? Uh, I mean, I thought the craziest part was, I think it was 6-5, and I looked at the clock, and there was like 10 minutes left in the second period or whatever it was. I can't even, it's too much on this. I can't even read it. Um, so uh, I think that was probably the craziest part. And then not... Uh, no goals for a while, and then, like I said, Marky save early in the third, and then we got one really early in the third. And, um, that was a huge goal by Lindy. Do you guys like to see them in the playoffs? I mean, they're they've beat us twice. We beat them twice. They've been pretty competitive games, um, but 
I mean, I, that's you can't really answer that. You just, I mean, a couple of years ago, we wanted to play Colorado because we beat them three times in the year and they, they spanked us pretty good. So um, you never hope or don't hope to play anybody. Just we got to get to the playoffs first. That's it. Okay, thanks, guys. We call it the Ram 1500 Limited. But truth be told, there's nothing limited about it. Ram 1500, winner. J.D. Power Award for Best Driver Appeal. There's a look at the game sheet from tonight, and uh, that's exactly what uh, Matthew kind of just pushed off to the side because uh, it's there's a lot to take in. And uh, for a guy who struggled with numbers last night, I'm not even going to begin <laughs> to describe uh, all of it there. Normally there'd be a little extra space, we'll say that, uh, you can't even quite, if you can make it out down here at the bottom, you can't even fit in the three stars. We got one of the three stars on the bottom of the game sheet, but uh, it was that type of night. Uh, well, I'm glad you pointed it out yourself, because I was going to say the timing couldn't have been worse with Elias Lindholm yeah. sort of calling you out on your yeah. uh, arithmetic yesterday. Yeah, but, I'm well um, aware of my strengths and weaknesses. 14 goals. <laughs> yeah. It's 14, though, which, by the way, is one off, as we found out tonight, uh, yeah. courtesy Sportsnet Stats, one off the all-time Battle of yeah. Alberta single-game record in terms of goals in uh, in a single outing. So well, not too bad. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've seen one like that in a. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, it's not, been a while. Not since we've been here. That's for sure. Uh, before we put a wrap on this hockey game, um, again, a whole many different, so many different layers uh, in terms of storylines in this yeah. hockey game. Um, obviously, the top line gets a lot of it, 11 points. Uh, the backland to Foley, Montepani line, who we talked about in the highlight package, they were great tonight. Um, defensively, though. Um, Again, contributions. Erasmus had 40 points uh, after the Arizona game, and then tonight the pairing of Chris Tanev, Oliver Shillington, figure well into this conversation here tonight, don't they? I mean, how good have these two been together all season? And, you know, it was great because we were watching the game, and you made a really good point about how important or how impactful a player like Oliver Shillington can be in these battles of Alberta. And he's using his feed, right? Yeah, this is a, an Edmonton point. team that thrives on offense. We know that, but they're a skating team. So it begs for that quick transition, the ability to join the rush, and obviously the contributions offensively, as we're seeing right here. That's a nice little sidebar to it all, but it's all about maintaining possession against this team. If you're the one dictating the pace and pushing Edmonton back the entire night, yeah. that's a good place to be. Well, and, and we saw it on this goal uh, from Chris Tanev. We saw it on the Shillington one just prior to that. I mean, the, you know, the puck starts, they're getting it up ice quick, they're getting into the hands of the playmakers, which is the goal, but then they're not just leaving it there. Yeah. It's the fact that they're joining the rush. They're part of the offense, and, and it obviously causes fits for the defending teams, and we saw a little bit of that tonight. But just And then, and then obviously the penalty kill, that's pretty standard for number yeah. eight. Well, you said it. I mean, stretching them out. You know what? Good yeah. point, too, because I think that's actually a very underrated part of Chris Tanev's game. We know him to be the tough as nails. You know, he has that reputation of being a stay-at-home defender. But and, yeah. he's an exceptional skater, and he can move the puck very well, as you saw in that pack, too. So uh, to see the numbers kind of fall along, which has been a pretty strong stretch, um, bodes well for this team. Yeah, well said. Um, all right, so uh, that's kind of a look at what happened tonight, and um, we could probably spend another half an hour <laughs> continuing to work through that, but we get, do fortunately have a couple of days to uh, pick through some of the uh, storylines underneath this hockey game. Let's um, see how it all wraps up on a Saturday night, busy night across the National Hockey League, 12 games, and we won't show you the out-of-towns, but uh, we'll show you the result of those out-of-towns. So this is where it all sort of lands after tonight's action, and uh, Los Angeles Kings do pick up another victory. I mean, they just can 
continue to truck along, you know, yeah. without Drew Doughty and now up over 81 points firmly in a second in the Pacific right now. Yeah, I, credit to them. I think uh, when we saw that list of injuries, what was it at the latest? Four of the six defensemen yeah, that they started opening night with? Yeah. Not in their lineup right now, so good on them. Uh, the Flames actually are going to be seeing them. Uh, I don't have the schedule of the in front week. of me, but shortly. Yeah. So yeah. this is good. It's It's been a while. I think December was the last time we saw the Flames and Kings match up, and yeah, they're... Yeah, Flames are doing their best to pull away, but good on the Kings for staying in the race there. Yeah, well said. And uh, and you see, obviously, the Calgary Flames in uh, in a really good spot. And uh, the, he continued to add that. To, by the way, and we didn't even mention it off the top, but, you know, Jacob Markstrom, I think we kind of mentioned it yesterday, but that yeah. was 30 wins. So now he's up 31 wins on the season. Uh, but the team as a whole, now uh, 40th win of the year, which is significant because that is usually a pretty good barometer of where you're at in this final, you know, less than a quarter of the, of the way left. Huge. We're... we're constantly hearkening back to the 2018-19 season when obviously the Flames yeah. won the division and Daryl Sutter will tell you it was a much different style back then so to do it the way they're doing it now uh, we haven't had seen the updated goal differential again that requires a, a bit of math on your part we're gonna have to do that plus four there you go. So whatever. Um, but those are, yeah. like you said, barometer is a good word because it does give you a good indication of where you stack up against your peers and that's an area that the Flames have been great in all season. Well said. Uh, well, take a breath, everyone. Uh, that was uh, quite a Saturday night. And uh, as you pointed out right off the top, not often do you get uh, games that deliver as much as the hype was uh, prior to it. And uh, this was certainly one of those in round four, the final edition of the Battle of Alberta here in the regular season. And once again, I'll, I'll point out the fact that you have to add the regular season because it is two teams sitting in playoff positions in the Pacific Division. And uh, there is still more to come here this season. 9-5 is the final tonight though and as Matthew Gachuk pointed out 6-5 and we're only halfway through this hockey game so 14 goals all told and uh, we move on. It's time for another edition of the Flames and Avalanche for a final time this season. That's the next uh, game on the home slate for the Calgary Flames coming up on Tuesday March 29th. After a day off on Sunday, practice day Monday, back at it on Tuesday. Thanks for watching Flames TV, the post-game show brought to you by your Alberta Ram dealers. What a night! Flames over the Oilers, 9-5.